A riparian zone is the area of land directly adjacent to a river or burn. It's an absolutely key habitat for both terrestrial and freshwater ecology. And that riparian zone is often associated with wildlife because it's a permanent buffer of open land, grasses, trees that we don't use for timber production. And so there's a permanent wildlife place. New planting of riparian zone, really important in Scotland. This is Future Forest, a podcast exploring the environmental story shaping Scotland and how land management can help create future-ready places equipped for the climate emergency and biodiversity crisis. We've been planting broadleaf trees alongside our waterway to help create stronger habitats. This is also a great example of the interconnectivity between biodiversity and climate change and how trees can be champions for both. In this episode, we're talking to staff members who are working to plant more trees alongside our watercourses and explain why this is such an important habitat in Scotland. These broadleaf trees offer a number of different functions. They offer shade to fish. The shade offers reduced temperature. That's particularly important in climate change where we expect our rivers and burns to increase in temperature and that trees will offer the shade and help fish survive these very hot summer temperatures. That's Alan Gale. He's a resilience manager at FLS. Trees strengthen biodiversity corridors. So typically our trees are planted in a linear fashion alongside the river and by planting long distances, long linear distances, perhaps many kilometres, what we're doing is offering a home for wildlife to travel the length of that corridor in a permanent home where that wildlife can thrive and survive going forward. So as well as targeted work that can help the freshwater ecosystem and, and salmon in particular, this habitat restoration will act as a spine that can flow through all of our forests. That's Graham Finlay. He's one of our planning managers in the East region, and he's been working on riparian zones for over a decade now. So what we're creating is as a permanent habitat network that will benefit a wide range of plants and animals, allowing them a semi-natural corridor that can run through our changing forests as we produce timber for the nation. This restoration work will really form the basis of a much wider habitat network that will benefit biodiversity in general. Lots of our forests were planted in the period between the 60s and the 80s, where often the key driver was to plant up as much of the ground as possible. In some cases, this meant that commercial conifers were planted right up and over the top of the banks of these rivers and streams, something that we probably now recognise as bad practice. So more recently, particularly through the 90s and up to today, our long-term planning has focused on what's the right thing for us to do with a particular piece of land. The River Tay is a special area of conservation. So most of the rain that falls on the public forest in Perthshire makes its way into the Tay in one way or another. This is a really significant issue for us to consider through our land management plans. And one of the key things that we think we can do uh, to maintain and improve the condition of the river system is to ensure that riparian zones are healthy, robust, and providing some of the building blocks for freshwater biodiversity, namely deadwood and leaf litter. So over the past 10 to 20 years, we've been planting native broadleaves, trees like alder, willow, and aspen, across the Tay system within the riparian zone. And our focus now is looking at how we can expand on this work further, particularly with the, the twin crisis around climate change and biodiversity right in the forefront of our minds. 
Riparian zones are great examples of how connected ecosystems are and how important each piece of that habitat network is to the wider habitat, making them great at modeling how we can use nature to help us adjust to the changing climate. Alan mentioned how the tree canopy provides shade over the water, which helps protect the water and fish from the sun. Over time, this should help with the increased water temperatures we're now seeing due to climate change. In autumn, these broadleaf trees will start to change color and lose their leaves, and some of them will land in the water. They will then break down, adding fresh nutrients and help build up the overall food network for the freshwater fish and other wildlife. The tree roots can help stabilize the riverbanks, and they'll also use the water naturally, which can help with the increased flood risks. This was something we're going to look at more in a future episode on flooding. The other thing these trees are doing is cleaning the air around the water and capturing carbon. Once this habitat is in place, the biodiversity has space to return and flourish. But why are we planting mostly broadleaf trees around water? Lots of broadleaf trees instead of conifer along the riverbanks. And the reason we do that is because we want to create a permanent broadleaf woodland alongside the watercourse. And that helps the water quality and it also helps biodiversity generally because what we're doing is we're creating a piece of land that's permanently for nature and biodiversity. We don't enter that piece of land with machines to extract timber. We keep away from it and we leave it very natural. There's often different types of wildlife associated with living near water, whether it's water voles or dippers or fish or whatever. They all use water. So therefore, we assign this area, this broadleaf corridor area near the water, and we plant the conifer trees further back from the rivers where there's less disruption to the wildlife. These zones vary in size, depending on the scale of the river and if there's any water courses in them. But they make up a significant part of the forest, anywhere from 5 to 15% being dedicated to this vital habitat. Riparian zones can help in a number of different ways. They can help with adaptation to climate change in Scotland. For example, a riparian zone can help flooding downstream or it can help water quality by filtering the water through the vegetation, the grasses and the mosses. If it's a new woodland, the riparian zone is additional trees and additional trees means more carbon capture and less global warming. So the riparian zone is mitigating climate change. And thirdly, the riparian woodland is great for the biodiversity crisis. It creates a permanent linear habitat that can be home for many different types of wildlife for the long term. We call strengthening biodiversity corridors. So for me, a new planting of a riparian zone delivers right across the agenda. It's helping us adapt to climate change. It's helping us mitigate climate change with carbon capture. And it's helping greatly with the biodiversity crisis. New planting of riparian zone, really important in Scotland. Tay's one example we've talked about, but within the East region, it's one of a, a number of iconic Scottish rivers that we have an influence on. So we have the, the Tay, um, but we also have the likes of the Dee and the Spey, where um, a lot of our, our land drains into these watercourses, and we're looking to replicate these exact same actions to benefit the freshwater ecology across them. But it's not just within our region, it's not just within East region that we're looking at these things. 
across FLS as a whole, there are actions happening right across the, the length and breadth of the country. From down in Galloway, this kind of riparian zone restoration happening. From there, right up into the far north of the country, up into Caithness and Sutherland, to, to rivers like the Borgie in the far north, which are absolutely key rivers for the likes of, of salmon fishing. So no, this is something that we as FLS really feel with the land holding that we have, that's something we can do that's on a, on a scale that will have a, a national impact on the, the, the ecology of these absolutely key rivers for the future of Scotland. The project in Galway that Graham is talking about is one of the first of its kind in Scotland. The goal here is to repair the overall habitat of salmon along the Blackwater Deep through the restoration of the riparian zones, but also building up the riverbed to create a better area for the spawning salmon and trout. This is an exciting joint project with ourselves, the founders Galloway Fisheries Trust, SEPA, Galloway Glen's Landscape Partnership, Drax, and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Freshwater fish are important to the overall biodiversity and health of a water system. They also are great for supporting the rural economy. These riparian uh, areas are just absolute honeypots for, for visitors coming to the area. You've got these these really um, nice, partly open-grown native trees that are, are are casting this leaf litter down and into the to the water courses. But they're just really nice places for people to go to, for people to walk through, to have picnics and sit down and play with their kids. And this nice open woodland next to the water courses. So yeah, it definitely having these these really nice habitats with a mixture of water and woodland um, really helps to attract people in. You know, another big part of the economy in rural Scotland is, is around about ecotourism. And again, a lot of, the, of what we've talked about already is about underpinning the ecology of these freshwater habitats. And if we have more, more fish, we have more, more salmon, if we have more trout in our, in our water courses and our lochs, that potentially leads on to, to some of the, you know, the bigger animals that people really want to come and see, the likes of the otters, the white-tailed eagles, the iconic ospreys, uh, which, which people come to, to Scotland to visit some of the key visitor, visitor attractions, come for photography, you know, all these kind of things are, are underpinned by the basics, the building blocks of, of life in these freshwater habitats. And that's what we think that we can really play a big part helping to deliver. According to the Scottish Government, Scotland's tourism industry is a large employer and economic driver. And wildlife tourism plays a key role in this. However, there's been a significant decline in freshwater fish populations in recent years, making projects like this one in Galloway even more important. So there's three things there that um, riparian zones are good at climate change. One is we help Scotland adapt with the riparian zone. Two, the new woodland creates additional carbon capture. And three, the help with the biodiversity crisis. Future Forest Podcast is produced by Forestry and Land Scotland, a Scottish government agency. I'm Megan Curtinson, and I'm a content writer at FLS. You can learn more about the topics presented today on our website, forestryandland.gov.scot. Thank you to our Resilience Manager, Alan Gale, and Planning Manager, Graham Finley, for being on this episode. And thank you for listening to Future Forest. We hope you join us next time as we look at how we can harness the power of trees to reduce the stress of flooding in Scotland. Our mission is to look after Scotland's forests and land for the benefits of all, now and for the future. Forests and land that Scotland can be proud of.